you ever cosplay as two birds you put in a cage to fuck? episode one of little barks yay yay brand new podcast brand new podcast um i guess we should introduce ourselves yeah okay uh should we do our ads like twitter ads or should we just do like i'm well no one knows our names right now so so the at would be even more surprising if you do know what our names are just just say your name okay <laughs> i'm noelle i'm digby and this is Little Barks. Did we already say that? I think so. Um, yeah, so this is Little Barks, uh, where we talk about media of whatever we want, I guess. Yeah, we're gonna talk about whatever we want. Whatever we want, whether it's a movie or a show or Pokemon. Yeah, there will probably be a lot of Pokemon. Because we like Pokemon, and we can. And there's nothing that all that stuff falls under other than Yu-Gi-Oh. Yep. This like, first episode is gonna be Reno, as the title says. Yeah, it is Rio. Yep. What better way to start a podcast than with a bird? Oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Speaking of birds. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. Speaking of birds, where can we find you <laughs> on that bird app? Where can I find you on Twitter? And where can I find more art like the one that is the cover of this podcast? That I drew. That you drew. Dongo Fox, yeah. D A N G O Fox, no spaces. No spaces. That's like there's no room for that. that. That's my brand. It's serious and it's only Dongo Fox. I recently changed my art. I thought it was Monkey X. I think it's Monkey X Chi, which is C H I I. Yeah, it's Monkey X Chi, which is M O N K Y X C H I I. Um, that is my art. Twitter that I don't update that much because I don't draw that much, but when I do, it's there. It's there. <laughs> you know where to find it. Cool. I don't know where to put my phone. Okay. All right. Uh, did you want to talk at all about anything, or do you want to just jump into the bird? Bird. I comment? honestly don't have anything to talk about, and it's our first episode, so I don't feel like we should annoy the people. Lovely weather we're chatting. having. Oh yeah, it is raining. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. It's raining. It's storming. Sorry if there's thunder or an animal noises. There's also animals. That's not part of the rain. It's raining cats and dogs, you might say. No. And so sometimes you might hear a cat or not a dog, really. Our dog doesn't bark, but our cats like to yell sometimes in other rooms. (laughs) Yeah. But anyway. Anyway. uh, Yeah, we don't have much to talk about, so I guess we can just jump into Rio. We're basically just going to talk about the movie. And then we're going to talk about what we liked and didn't like, and then arbitrarily rate it, just for the hell of it. Yeah, based on our opinions and our opinions alone. Yeah. Um, I also have a few little fun fun little research facts that I looked up stuff in that well, I think you did too. That'll come up when we talk about the movie. So. Yeah, that'll go along with it. Yeah. So, so. without further ado, yeah. Rio... Rio. I don't know the rest of the song. 
It's Rio in Rio. Rio was, what year was this movie made? I think it was 2011. Did none of us look that up. We didn't look that up. <laughs> we'll get it in post. Don't worry. <laughs> we'll just edit in. Step one. <laughs> we'll edit in the year. We'll be like, Rio, a movie from 2011. I think it's from 2011. I know it's by uh, Blue Sky Studios. It's 2011, you're right. I only know that because I read an article that referenced it. But yeah, Rio, a movie from 2011 made by Blue Sky Studios, which the you refer to as Ice Age. That's what I put. You refer to as Ice Age people. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> when the movie started. It's Blue Sky Studios, the Ice Age people. So it starts off with a song that we just butchered earlier before I came in. I wrote down, it opens to a beautiful bird song. And there was the caption, Rhythmic Bird Song. <laughs> I said it starts with a banger, but then by the time the song ended, it was kind of like just the same thing over and over. And I was like, it's not a banger anymore. But then I realized it plays the same song at the end, but with added vocals from all the main characters. Yeah. And that's why it was no longer a banger, because they had to cut all that out for the opening version. So we got like the watered down version yeah. of to start the movie. <laughs> yeah. So it gives you something... And then leaves room to grow on. Yeah. And at the very end, it's like, this is, you've earned this now. Yeah. Yeah. Through learning these characters. But yeah, we opened yeah. with Rio. Re. I don't know it. <laughs> Just trying. I don't really don't remember it. It's, it's, it's Rio. This is going on too long. So I'm it sorry. starts off with Baby Blue. He's in his nest <laughs> and he's dancing to the bird song. And then he, oh no, he falls out of his nest, and he gets captured by, like, poachers or something, along with a bunch of other well, they're birds. Not, it, so, in my notes, <laughs> at this point, I didn't realize his name wasn't Rio. <laughs> <laughs> Rio, the movie about Rio. I thought it was Rio, I, the whole time, because I didn't watch Rio until, like, the first time I watched it with you, which was, like, like a few years ago. Yeah, but this, I, is, this was our second, my third time, Noelle's second time. Yeah, but that... Oh my God. <laughs> Shut up! Um, but I didn't realize his name wasn't Rio at the time, and I guess I forgot the whole movie, because when it opened this time, I was like, wow, Rio's cute. He's a cute I little baby bird. Oh, I also wrote, like, it's weird that he has all his feathers, because, like, baby birds <laughs> well, are, he's, like... He's older than, like, newborn baby. He's not a newborn baby bird. He's, like, about the age that he should be able to fly. Like, is it implied that like his siblings already flew the nest? If you I will, I think he was an only child. Mm. I don't know. That's I not mean, how birds work. <laughs> I mean, I think he was an only egg. That's still not. How birds. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just I don't know where any of his family was. It's not a. It's not really super important. They weren't there. Anyway, I don't know where his family is. He falls out of the nest. Yeah. And he's still listening to the song. He falls onto the ground. Well, by the time he falls, it's the song's over and yeah. birds are getting caught by the poachers. Oh, yeah. It, like, interrupts yeah. this beautiful song with just, like, suddenly birds are getting, like, captured. And, it's like, like that scene in Tarzan when they're caging all the gorillas. They do that? You don't know? <laughs> okay, never mind. Apparently we're gonna have to do Tarzan sometime on this podcast, because Noel doesn't know any movies. I remember it was about gorilla poaching, but I don't remember them capturing them. Anyway, so it does a transition in which I later realized that 
the title Rio was trying to tell you you're not in Rio because the transition then says not Rio because yeah. we're not in Rio anymore. Yeah. And we're not in Rio anymore. Blue is in a truck, and he, I assume he's being transported to some sort of pet store, and it slides on some ice, and only Blue falls out of the truck to be found by his soon-to-be owner, I, Linda. Linda. Her name's Linda. She looks I like... have a note that the animation of her hair, specifically when she's a child, aged very poorly. It reminded me of the little girl in Finding Nemo. Yeah, it's 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 not really pretty. No. Like the they didn't try that hard on the hair animation. Yeah. It was definitely a glow up, I would say. But yeah, she adopts him and it transitions to her being an adult. Puppy. She's Puppy. We have to edit all this out. Stop it. You are making my life harder. <laughs> anyway, so it transitions to um, them grown up. She's laying in bed, and oh no, her alarm goes off at seven fifteen. It's I like the transition of it because yeah. it goes over like little pictures oh, of yeah, them, like yeah, of birthdays, and like yeah. them slowly through the years. Like you see her as a teenager, yeah. and you see her like school pictures with him and like birthday parties. It's really cute. But yeah, it goes up to her at... It was at 7.50? It was 7.15. Oh. Well, I wake up at like 7.15. Well, I just thought it was like a weird time specifically for him to decide to be her alarm. Because plot twist, Blue is making the alarm noise, not the clock. Which she unplugs from the wall and then he starts making a car noise. And she like pretends to click a beeper and he does the noise. In which I was like, can, like, can a blue macaw specifically like do these kind of imitations? And macaws, macaws can. It is a macaw. He is a macaw. Yeah. So. Yeah, he can do yeah. that. This is about the time that I learned his name was not real. Yeah. Because she, she says blue. She calls him Tyler Blue Gunderson. Yeah, she does call him Tyler when she's giving him his medication. <laughs> I thought that part was pretty cute. But yeah, that's when I found out his name is Blue, and also that he can type in her password into her computer. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> intense. I wouldn't want my bird knowing my password. He knows her password. He can do a lot that yeah, he feel he shouldn't be able he's to. He's very smart, which macaws are very smart, but he is too smart because macaws can also, can't read. He I'm can read. Sure they can't read. He can read and write and draw. Yeah. But yeah, so at about this point, they're just chilling in their bookstore. Linda gives Blue a cup of hot cocoa with, I think, five marshmallows yeah. or six. It's one of those, and he's very particular about it. And I forgot to look up if macaws can even have hot chocolate. <laughs> you, you wrote that too. <laughs> I didn't write it, but I, I should have. I mean, I thought about it. Like, can they even eat that? I wrote hot chocolate. Can he drink that? <laughs> Which I guess I also had the thought of looking it up, but then I didn't. Oh yeah, I, I did find out that macaw intelligence can compare to a two to three year old child. So that's the same as like a dog. Then. Yeah. Well, so, no, I think they're smarter than dogs. Dogs like, are like some dogs have the intelligence of like a three year old child. Yeah, but macaws can imitate. Oh, that's true. Like voices dogs? and stuff. You can teach a dog to talk. You can make them say, I will woo. <laughs> I guess. 
But anyway... This is when uh, geese were throwing snowballs. Oh yeah, the the Wanda Sykes goose. (laughs) And they were like mooning him. Yeah, and they were making fun of him because he's a pet. And he was like, whatever, I'm warm in here. I think this is... And then they're scared off by Tulio, I think is his name. The Yes, it's Tulio. He started uh, cooing in the... He was being a freak. Yeah, he was being real weird. He <laughs> he studies ornithology, which is the study of birds. Ornithology? Yeah. That's what he said. Oh, he said it? Yeah. He oh, says, I didn't remember it. Oh, no, I think it was on his business card. It was ornithology. He has a business card. He gave her his business card. Man, I don't remember. I was writing down stuff. I feel like we're doing a pretty bad job of recapping this movie. Anyway, so he comes in and he's like, I'm not here for books, actually. I'm here about your birds because he is the only known living male that we know of of his species. And we recently found a female of his species. So we were hoping that we could get them together and, you know, save the species. And she's like, oh, wow, okay, is she going to come here? And he was like, no, you'd have to come to Brazil. She's a wild bird man. And she was like, I don't know. We're kind of comfortable here in Minnesota because they live in Minnesota. And I was just sitting there like, dude, it's the last two birds of the species and she's just concerned about her routine. So I found out through looking up stuff about um, Blue Macaws that this was actually inspired by a real life story about a bird named Elvis, who was, um, I think, one of the last. Well, I think they thought that like the blue macaws were extinct for a while. They're extinct in the wild now. Yeah, they are now. Yeah. Um, which I was going to talk about later. But for a while, they like didn't think they were really any domesticated ones anymore. Mm-hmm. And then they found out there was this one named Elvis also somewhere in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, they also like were like, hey, we want to take Elvis and we want to see if he can mate and like repopulate in our place over here. I don't remember if it was Brazil. It might have been. Mm-hmm. And so the owner... And him ended up giving him to like the bird organization or whatever. Mm-hmm. He did mate with another bird, but then the eggs ended up being infertile. Mm, that sucks. Yeah, and then since then they never got. They never tried to have him mate again mm-hmm. because I think they were scared that it would just happen again. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, I did find out that that was partially what this movie was inspired by. At the time, I remember thinking, like, how plausible is this? Like, is this that rare? But I also, I guess they wouldn't just make up a story like that if it mm-hmm. wasn't grounded in some truth. I guess that's true. I didn't think about how this story would have been inspired. I do want to mention that Tulio looks like fucking Harry Potter in that scene. Because <laughs> he has, like, he has, like, brown, weird, like, hair kind of going glasses. everywhere. And, the like, the round glasses and, like, a big forehead. And in that moment, I was like, holy shit, Harry Potter crashed into the window. He makes some comment about, like, he was shaking his tail feathers to show dominance to Blue. And, like, he says a lot of that weird shit. That's just like, I know birds. I do this weird thing, and that means this. And Blue is just like, what the fuck is he talking about? Blue is also domesticated, though. He doesn't know anything about how birds work. Yeah, that's fair. Um, This is also the scene where we find out that Blue can't fly. Yeah. Yeah, it switches to, he throws Blue, actually, and she's like, thank you for throwing my bird, now get out, we're not doing it. And so he, like, slides in his business card and is like, please think about it, it's literally the last of their species, please 
Please help us save this species. Please, God. It's the right thing to do, ma'am. Okay, bye. And then both of them are very just affronted by this idea that, like, oh, we have to go to Brazil to save a species? Ugh. Yeah, she is a lot more concerned about, like, but, like, the bookshop and, like, he is, like, Blue's really- particular. I can't leave him with a babysitter. He's too special. He's he's my baby boy. He needs his hot chocolate and, like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I'll, I'll think about it. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so, yeah, and then he gets thrown, he can't fly, and Tuli is just, like, wow, he's way too domesticated because he can't fly. He should be able to fly. Natural instinct should take over when I throw this poor bird. But, yeah, and then he does this whole thing where he sets up, like, a airplane railway on his bookshelf. Blue does this whole thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, Blue does. So, Blue, later... It, like, does a little skip to later. Yeah. Um, Blue is hanging out in the little bookstore, sh- and he's thinking about it, and is, like, kind of offended, and is like, I don't need to fly. Flying's stupid, but I'm gonna do it anyway. I'm, g- I'm gonna figure it out. Like, I can I can fly. I can figure this out. Yeah. And he's, like, reading a book about flying, and he has, like, notes, and he's, like, drawing out a little, like, thing. Like, a little... I think we're taking longer to describe the movie than if you actually just watched the movie. I guess, but I'm just saying that, like, he's, he tries to fly. Like, yeah. it bothers him, and he it's kind of a major yeah, thing that's, like... he wants to fly, and he yeah. can't do it, so then he tries to, but when he gets to the edge where he's supposed to jump off and fly, he, he hesitates, and he stops, and he just falls and gets tangled in the wires, and Linda has to come get him. Yeah. But, yeah, so then they decide that they should do the right thing and save their species so then there's a skip to them actually being in brazil in rio and carnival is happening and carnival she's being weird about how carnival is because she's like oh is she a performer and she's dressed as skimpy and then she's he's like oh that's my dentist and she's like oh that's definitely him so carnival by the way i looked up what it was because i realized i didn't actually know what carnival is um, it's a hall, it's a festival that takes place over a few days before Lent, mm. and what it is, it's also the same thing as Mardi Gras, mm. which I didn't yeah. know. <laughs> I feel like I thought they were related, but I didn't know anything about it, really. Yeah, so it takes place, like, in the last moments before Lent, mm-hmm. and it's basically a celebration of doing whatever the fuck you want before you have to give something up for Lent for mm. 40 days, because a lot fair. of people give up, like, meat or, like, junk food or like fatty foods or like the mm-hmm. luxurious kind of stuff mm-hmm. um and so this is where they like really get into drinking and fatty foods and like apparently <laughs> what it used to be it dates back to 1723 um when portuguese immigrants created it i guess essentially and what they used to do is they'd go up out into the streets and soak each other with buckets of water and threw mud and food at each other, which usually ended up in street brawls and riots. <laughs> That's intense. That's hilarious. And then later, throughout the 1800s, it started changing into the theme of like masquerade balls and like mm. kind of the more performative stuff. For a while, it was kind of more about military stuff because then the, the government started taking control and was like, this is how we can throw a propaganda in and like. For a while, it was that, and then later, um, with the influence of samba, which is kind of from um, African mm-hmm. culture, mm-hmm. and then indigenous culture as well, 
kind of mixed in with that to create samba. Mm -hmm. um, and that kind of became a integral part of Mardi Gras. Cool. And that's where, where it brings us. It's a, it's a lot of performative stuff, a lot of glitz and glam. and They got a nice parade. Yeah, they do a big parade. Uh, they do a lot of different parades, apparently. Mm. An actual Brazil and Latin America. But sure. yeah, so it's very performative. There's parades. There's like big extravagant costumes with bird feathers and it, we'll get into that later but yeah it's it's a thing that happens yeah so they're in a car blue is in his little pet carrier and this is where we meet the will i am bird and the jamie fox bird it's a uh i don't even remember their names but i remember jamie uh, fox is this little yellow bird yeah and then will i, I don't am remember their names either it was like i wrote them somewhere Oh, later in my notes, I literally wrote Jamie Foxx bird and Will I Am bird, so that's very <laughs> unhelpful. Okay, their names are Nico and Pedro. That's right. Nico is the little yellow Jamie Foxx bird with the bottle cap hat, and yeah. um, oh Pedro. <laughs> Pedro is like he's like a. What kind of bird is he? So at first I thought he was like a weird robin, mm -hmm. but I don't know if that's what he is. He has like red. Yeah, he's mostly <laughs> black and or mostly gray with black accents and then his head is red yeah and um, so but yeah they show up they briefly talk to blue they tell him how to get a girl and almost try to break him out and then he's like no don't break me out of the cage and they're like okay you're weird anyway we're gonna go now this is also part of where i was wondering like there's this weird dynamic between these like free natural like wild birds mm -hmm. and blue that reminded me of warrior cats because <laughs> oh. there was a part where i was like they used the term like it's almost like kitty pet mm. they say something like it but i don't remember what it was i think they just called him a pet they, a lot of characters in this call blue a pet it just it reminded me of kitty Derog pet. pet parentheses derogatory yeah <laughs> <laughs> but it changes to the bird conservatory that Tulio works at. They got a bunch of birds that they're trying to heal and get better. And then they're like, and we just picked up this poor thing today. And it's, it's like this it's horribly cockatoo. disheveled cockatoo that yeah. just looks so pitiful. He is like, yeah, he's been through it. Like yeah. he's super roughed up. He's like healing up. Yeah. Been through rough times. And you were very excited to see him. I was very excited to see him. I didn't know it was you coming. Will, you'll find out later why. Yeah. But yeah, so they they are like, okay, time to shove Blue into this enclosure with the girl bird and hope they hook up. And they make a lot of weird innuendos that you would completely go over a child's head, and I don't know why they were in there because they were just kind of painful. Um, so before they throw in the girl bird... It the girl bird was already in well, okay, before they go into them being, like, in the enclosure, mm -hmm. I remember them kind of making a side note. Um, one of the staff people, I think Tulio asks, like, if she's in there or something. Mm -hmm. And the staff member was like, oh, God, like, she definitely put up a fight, but yeah, she's there. And I wrote, like, is she a girl boss? <laughs> is that who's coming? <laughs> she is a girl boss. She's a girl boss, dude. But yeah, uh, so sh they're both in there. They play, like, some romantic music. Yeah. They try and set the mood, and they yeah, are making, and... like, weird little references to, like... Yeah. <laughs> and, um, so, y this is where you meet Jewel, the Anne mm -hmm. Hathaway bird. 
Which I didn't realize she was in Hathaway for the whole movie. <laughs> I, I knew she was in Hathaway because I've always had a huge crush on Anne Hathaway. I was very excited. Even as a bird. Movie. You saw her and you were like, yet another form of Anne Hathaway to fall in love with. Yes. <laughs> anyway, they um, have this whole thing where they get in a fight. She's um, trying to escape the whole Yeah, time. she's trying to escape. Blue's trying to make moves on her. There's a miscommunication. She starts beating the shit out of him. It's really funny. And then, and then while she's beating the shit out of him, Tulio and Linda are like, oh, I guess they're doing it now, so let's just leave. It's that weird kind of, like, they're observing it and they're like, oh, oh, wow, they're really, oof, okay, all right, we'll leave them alone, give them some yeah. privacy, and uh, we'll leave. And Linda's yeah. a little hesitant. She's like, I don't I don't know if I should leave them alone. And Tulio's yeah. like, it's okay. I'll, we sh- have like the state of the art security guard who's like really good and then the security guard pins a fly to the wall with a pencil i also wrote that down <laughs> well i didn't write that down i just remembered it because i'm so smart ah. so they leave and then that's when surprise the disheveled cockatoo is not sick or injured he is there he is a henchman bird and he takes out the security guard after the security guard strips down for carnival and does a lot of stuff that's coded as horrible gay jokes so that was fun he is um really living his best life in his little gold suit yeah anyway so nigel which is the cockatoo's name voiced by jermaine clement Uh (laughs) uh-huh the best villain animal voice actor there is yes (laughs) oh I, i love him so much so this bird gets its little drugged rag and makes the security guard pass out with it. Which as, I missed. As they do in movies. So I missed that part. Oh. <laughs> All I saw was him like jump on the security guard and the mm-hmm. security guard just like passed the fuck out and then yeah. he escaped. And I like, so he just jumped on him and he knocked him out. I totally it, missed it, that. It was a rag. Yeah, yeah. He had the rag with the um, chemicals on it and it made him pass out. And then he grabbed the keys to let in his boss who I don't remember his name because I don't care. But yeah, so they let him in, and these people steal the birds. They steal Jewel and Blue, and the scene cuts to Linda and Tulio bonding, and then it's interrupted when Tulio gets the call that the birds were stolen, and then they go back, and Linda's crying, and then there's some more gay jokes about the poor security guard. Linda's basically like, I never should have left Minnesota. This is all my fault, and Tulio's like, it's not your fault. Come on. And she's like, no, you're right. It's your fault. And I was like, <laughs> at that moment, I was just like, Linda is so selfish. Like, yeah, this sucks. But like, you are here to save an entire species from being extinct, Linda. It's really funny the different reactions we had to this scene. Because mm-hmm. I was like, you fucking go, Linda. Because that would be me. Well, if yeah. that was my bird. I mean, I feel like if it was any other scenario, I would be on Linda's side. But it's, she was there to save a species and she's acting like it was the worst decision of her life. And it's like, well, dude, it's an entire species of animal. I feel like to me, it was more of just like, she's upset because she shouldn't have trusted the blue by himself. I guess. Oh, that's like true. she's just upset that she did leave him alone. Yeah, but that's not really Tulio's fault. Well, she trusted that his state of the art guard would guard the I birds. Mean, to be fair, he had no idea that 
like anybody would be trying to kidnap her. Yeah. I'm not saying it was fair. No. But I, I can understand why she'd be upset. So we cut to the hideout where they have exotic birds. And they're the bird traders, I guess, is what they are. They're smugglers. They're exotic bird smugglers. There's these... I kept calling them the Stooges, because they were mm-hmm. like these two Stooges. That are really dumb. That are really dumb. A little orphan kid. Mm-hmm. And then the boss. Oh yeah, the orphan kid is the one who steals the bird. I forgot. Yeah. So the he... orphan kid is the one carrying the two bluebirds yeah. in a cage. And um, he's carrying them in, and Jewel is like, we gotta play, play dead. Yeah. <laughs> and she just kind of falls over on her back, and Blue's like, what are you doing? And she's like, just play dead. And then he does it the theater kid way. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, and then he plays dead. And then, so you find out that the kid was there just to get money because he's an orphan kid and he doesn't have anywhere to go. He doesn't have any money. So, and so he gets paid half as much as what he was promised, as the movie points out. So they play dead. And then the boss sees the birds once they take, like, the blanket off of the cage. And he's like, you brought me some dead birds, you idiot No, he gives the money before that. Oh, okay. Well, he... Because he already has the money. And I'm like, oh, he's going to find out the birds are dead. And he's going to, like, try to get his money back, probably. Mm. Because he already had the money. But, um, yeah, so he, like, opens the cage to grab Jewel. He grabs Jewel. And then she, like, perks up and bites his finger and tries to fly away. And... Nigel, the cockatoo, catches her and, like, is threatening to kill her, and so the dude is like, no, alive. And so he brings her back into the cage. And Blue is just kind of like, that was your plan to just leave me? And she was like, why didn't you follow me? And I think he can't fly. (laughs) I don't remember if he said here that he couldn't fly. No. I think it's later. He just didn't do it, and she thought he was an idiot, or I, I guess. It was really brutal when Nigel caught her, too. Yeah, he caught her by the throat. He caught her by the throat and then just, like, slams her into the cage. Yeah. And then, so, after this, the little kid hangs them up in the back on a chain and, um, With a bunch leaves. of other birds. Yeah, everybody. It's the bird room. <laughs> the boss leaves, the orphan leaves, and it's just Nigel and the two stooges, and then the bird room with a bunch of different birds. Um, and it's also and then, in this scene that the the kid shows a little bit of remorse. Yeah, like and he didn't he, want to actually do it. He puts them up and he's like, I'm sorry about this. But like he puts them in with the other birds and then leaves them. But that's when you get a little moment of like, oh. He's just doing this because he doesn't have anything else. Yeah. And it cuts to the kid leaving and it follows him a little just to show that he doesn't really yeah, have anywhere yeah. that he lives. He yeah. lives on the roof. Yeah. And like a little makeshift shack that he made. Yeah. Um, and he pulls out a little blue feather that was left over from the birds being there and just yeah. kind of looks at it. And then it does a very scenic zoom out of like the, mm-hmm. the Brazilian slums. <laughs> yeah. And then we get Nigel's song, which I was really excited <laughs> for because I knew that Nigel had a song and Jermaine Clement is an artist who sings. But his song was so bad. Was it? I didn't like it. I don't really remember. It was really, yeah, it was <laughs> forgettable and bad. And those are two things that a song should not be. Those are two things that Tomatoa's song was not. Yeah, <laughs> agree. But yeah, and in his song, it like establishes that he like used to be a showbird or something. And the whole time I was kind of like, you didn't need to give him a backstory. He can just be evil. He's a bird. Yeah. Like, like he doesn't. His backstory 
didn't really change anything either. He was just he's just an evil bird. He's just a and mean like, bird. Like the entire song is him just saying that he's an evil bird and a mean bird. He's like evil. He could have been totally evil for no reason too cuz like mm-hmm. the lead up to this also shows that like they feed him chicken. Yeah. And then the stooges oh, are like, yeah. you cannibal. <laughs> and they're always, like, scared when they feed him because they think he's going to take a finger instead. And it's kind of like a little joke he plays on them because he has, like, this crazy laugh. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so after that, um, Jewel starts trying to escape again. And they are chained together because the boss put a chain on their legs, which I forgot about, even though that is an essential movie plot point. <laughs> Because they spend the next good portion of the movie trying to get the chain off. Yeah. But yeah, so they're chained together. She's trying to break out of the cage. And Blue is just kind of like, what are you doing? Why don't you just open the cage? And then he opens the cage and she's like, you could have done that the whole time? (laughs) And then so she flies out and Blue's like, wait a minute, no. And then they fall. And he's like, I can't fly. And she's like, what kind of bird can't fly? And he's like, there's 40 species of flightless birds. And I forgot to look that up. There, there are a lot of flightless birds. Mm. Yeah, and so then they have to escape because after they escape, Nigel like finds them and he makes his stooges go after them and then he pursues them and it leads to him running into a single electric post <laughs> that causes a citywide blackout. It's the only one in town. <laughs> the town is very close together. You saw it. No. <laughs> Um, I liked this part, I liked the chase scene because it was kind of intertwined with, like, a football game. And by oh, football, yeah. I mean a soccer game. Yeah, it was soccer. Because um, everyone everyone else in the town was, like, watching this football game. Yeah, the soccer game. And so it would kind of go in between them and they'd be like, oh, oh, as, like, yeah. Nigel was getting closer. Yeah. And, like, as they were outrunning him. And then he crashed into the thing and they were like, oh, and then the power went out. Yeah, because he was about to make, like, a winning goal and yeah. then the power went out and everybody was like, no. Yeah, but it was really cool. It was a really cool little scene. <laughs> so I have a quote here that I don't remember how it came up. I think Jewel <laughs> told him, like, it's not natural that he can't fly. And oh my he, god, I he said, <laughs> he said, don't talk to me about nature. I watch Animal Planet. And I wrote, I wrote that it down because I was like, that's me. <laughs> that, I wrote that down too. I watch Animal Planet. <laughs> and then, so... They escaped Nigel, they find a little bird-watching hut in the forest, Blue climbs up it using his um, climbing skills that he's developed through his entire life, and it's a really cute scene, I think, where he, like, kind of drags her up there by climbing. Yeah, because she's, she's like, how are we going to get up there if she can't climb? He's like, oh, watch this. Yeah, and then he, like, drags her around, and he's like, now who's dragging who? Yeah. And so they get up there. And she's like, all right, well, I'm going to go to bed now. And he's like, I'll, I'll probably be up for a while. I'm still on, like, one quarter of time or whatever. Which, earlier he said he was trying to sleep. So then when that <laughs> happened, I was kind of like, wait, then why were you trying to sleep earlier if you're still on Minnesota time? It's only been a few minutes since then. He didn't sure. say he had a good sleep schedule. You don't know. Well... So they, they, it kind of zooms out on a beautiful night of them mm-hmm. looking out at the stars to, it goes to Linda and Tulio. It does? Well, that's what I wrote, is the next thing is Linda and Tulio have, like, flyers that oh, they're putting yeah. up, and I wrote, why did they print pictures of bluebirds on blue paper? Oh, that's fair. <laughs> because they totally did. <laughs> 
I didn't notice that. They were a big, this giant stack of blue papers. <laughs> yeah, I didn't remember that at all. My next note was when they meet the children Tutians. Yeah, so they, uh, Linda and Tulio are putting up flyers with pictures of them. They're like, have you seen this bird? And the little orphan boy who smuggled the bird sees it and is like, oh shit, they're looking for the bird. Yeah, and he realizes that Blue was a pet and not just some random bird. Yeah. And he feels really bad about it. And so he goes up to them and he's like, I know where your birds are. I'm so sorry. And and he's like, follow me. And then so they're just like, I don't know what else to do, so we'll just follow him. And then I think that's when it cuts to Blue and Jewel again. There's, there's a point, I just wanted to say that there's a point that the boss tells them, like, you guys don't know what you're doing, you're stupid. Oh, yeah. Nigel's in charge, and yeah. Nigel is going to be the one to find the birds. Yeah. And he's like, you need to go out and you need to find them. And Nigel's like, you got it. Yeah. And he goes out to find them. Yeah. Then it goes to them trying to break the rock, or trying to break oh, the yeah. chain with the rock. And Blue had this whole contraption that he built where he they hoisted a rock up and they're going to drop it on the chain, and then something goes wrong, yeah. and it leads to them messing it up, and the rock falls, and they're like tugged out of the way so it didn't even hit the chain because honestly that might have worked it looked like a heavy rock he's a smart cookie yeah so after that happens they are attacked by baby toucans that just start just fighting them doing so much (laughs) like these children are a nightmare and i wrote down evil children they're very cute though yeah (laughs) they are very cute but yeah so this is where they meet george lopez toucan Uh Named Raphael. Who says he has 17 kids. Yeah. Which is insane to me. Yeah, that, I don't even know how many kids, like I don't, how many children toucans can have at a time. I don't know how much is in a litter of birds, <laughs> but I, I don't know. He's got 17 kids, his name's Raphael, and he loves his wife. He does love his wife, even <laughs> though he spends the entire movie being like, mm, I don't want to go home because there's 17 kids there. Uh-oh. Well, it's about the kids, too. He's yeah, like, he's at like, least... I don't want to deal with the kids. I'm Which, so tired. I mean, seeing them, I don't love. Yeah, they but... are. They seem like a lot. And they're all, like, going crazy. And he's like, don't make me call your mom. And then all of them just stop. Me too, man. And then later the mom shows up and they have, like, this scene where he's, like, being honeymoony with her mm. so that, like, he can go off with Jewel and uh, Blue and help them. Yeah, because he said he was going to take them to. He's going to take them to Louise. Yeah. Who's going to break the chain for him? We don't know who that is yet, but he's nope. going to take them to see Louise. Yep. And so then he convinces his wife to let him go, and then the kids start doing stuff, and she has to yell at them. Yeah. But yeah, so they leave, and then I think this is where you meet the monkeys. It definitely is, and I definitely wrote that they break dance. Yeah, this is where you get to the thieving monkeys. They, yeah. they, there's a whole scene of them stealing a bunch of stuff from tourists, and then I'll talk a bit more about it later, but I did look up a lot of stuff about the monkeys. That's what you looked up? Yeah. <laughs> stuff about the monkeys? Well, I wanted to know what type of monkeys they are, and then I also know that there's like monkeys that steal things somewhere yeah. in the world, so I looked up a bit about that, and I'll cool. talk about it later. Um, but, Nigel yeah. finds them. He, he gets the leader, he convinces the leader to help him find the birds by threatening his life, by taking him up very high in the sky and dropping him, and then on the way down, the monkey's like, please save me, I'll do whatever you want. And he's like, alright, it's a deal, and saves him, and then the monkeys are like, alright, let's go find these birds before this crazy one kills us. 
Yeah, I wrote Nigel Anax Torture Methods. Yeah. <laughs> and then it cuts to Raphael teaching Blue how to fly. Yeah, it doesn't work, though. The next note I have is like, oh no, not the passing each other by trope, where like they pass right by each other and they don't know it. Because where Blue and um, Jewel are, they're in like the back of a fruit truck, and they like drive right by Linda and Julio. Yeah, which... It does seem like the perfect movie to do that stupid yeah. kind of trope of yeah. like, oh no, they could have seen each other. They went right by each oh. other. Oh no. Oh no, they don't even know. But yeah, they but yeah. they end up getting in a fruit truck to go be taken to see Louise. Yeah. Um, I briefly did put whenever they attempted to teach Blue how to fly, they have a really sick shot of the Brazil Jesus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Rio de Janeiro oh, yeah, Jesus. Because the... he ends up falling on, like, a hand glider thing. Yeah, and they go around it. Yeah. And there's this really cool, like, 360 shot of Jesus. Yeah, yeah giant Rio Jesus. <laughs> and he's just like, wow, I guess flying is kind of cool. Oh, yeah, and then he, he's, like, on the hand glider and he's, like, being like, oh, flying feels nice, actually. And he starts, like, getting up to spread his wings. And Joel's like, wait, no. And then they, like, get thrown off by yeah, the wind. Yeah, he fucks it all up. Yeah, and then they fall and almost die. But then they're It's okay. okay. <laughs> and then I think that this they meet back up with Nico and Pedro. Probably. Here. And then they're like, oh, before you go to Louise, we gotta go to... Oh, Louise might be, like, at this club that we go to or something. Yeah. And so then they get on the fruit truck. And then it skips to... Um, well, it doesn't skip. It transitions from them passing by each other, and we follow Linda and Julio instead. And they are trying to get back to the hideout where the kid knows that the birds were. They get to a place where they can't go any further with their Jeep. So the kid <laughs> sells the Jeep for a bike, and then he's the one who drives, not the two adults. He's the one who drives them up like stairs and back streets to get to this hideout. Which, may I remind you... This cell was off screen too. Yeah. The kid just shows up with a bike yeah. and they're like, oh, cool, a bike. And then they're like, where'd you get this? And he's like, oh, I sold your Jeep. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, and then they get to the hideout and the hideout is cleared out because the bird smugglers are moving the birds because they have to get out of Rio. They have a time limit. And so they're kind of getting ready to leave and figuring out how to get through the blocked roads of Carnival at the same time that Nigel's trying to find the two birds that they need. And they are going to make a float, and they've been working on it, and the kid shows up, and it's empty. So then he's like, I'm sorry, I, I thought they were here. Like, I knew they were here, and I think this is when he tells them that he's the one who took them. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, a really sad beat, and he's like, but I want to help you find them. And yeah. then... The two stooges come back suddenly because they were picking up a couple of their things they left behind, so he has to hide them. He, he gets them to talk about their plans enough that Linda and Tulio figure out they're going to be in the carnival parade. That's probably where the two birds are, so that's where they need to go. Yeah. And so then the orphan kid is split up from Linda and Tulio. What's his name? I think it's Fernando, because he briefly, there's a brief moment when Linda says it. Yeah. Of like, I trusted you, Fernando. I wrote yeah. it down somewhere. His name is Fernando. Yeah. He's voiced by Jake T. Austin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> it cuts to... The club. The bird rave. <laughs> the bird club. Um, oh, my God. And they sing the song with Will I Am and the, Jamie Foxx. I, I wrote down, I want to party. 
I want a samba, which is. I want a samba, which is the song. I love this song. When I first watched this movie, I loved this song so much. I listened to it for like two days after I watched this movie because I just loved it. Yeah, so they it sing. Was, it was pretty good. They sing their nice little song. Blue and Jewel dance. Yeah. They have a cute little moment. Yeah, and Anna Hathaway sings a little bit. Yeah. And it's very pretty. Uh-huh. And, and is this the point that it's implied that Blue, like, looks at her and she's, like, shining like an angel yeah. at this point? I mean, she did earlier. The first time you see her, she's there's, like, this angelic glow. Yeah. And then you meet her and she's a girl boss. Yeah. This time, it's when they're dancing and, like, they're having a special little dancey moment. Yeah. And he looks at her and, and like, gets the shonen, or shoujo bubbles and, yeah. like, the, like, the hearts. They like each other, guys. Yeah. They're <laughs> falling for each other. But, yeah, they were seen on this way to the club by the monkeys. And the monkeys... Crash the party. Yeah. Yeah. But there is a part when they're seen by the monkeys that the monkey that sees them steals the tourist's phone and texts yeah. the monkey boss. <laughs> and I had a thought of, like, imagine you're in Rio and you're just living your life and you look down at your phone and just see a text that's ooh-ooh-ah-ah with a smiley face texted to some number you don't know and you're just like, what happened? Where did this come from? What would you think if you saw that? I don't know. I would think it's some a weird drug thing. Like it's some code, but I wouldn't. I don't. I wouldn't think it's a monkey. But my favorite yeah. part about that scene was that they typed ooh ooh ah ah, and yeah, then he responds in English like out loud. He's like, "Haha, I'll go in according to plan or something." Yeah. And I like, why'd they text that if they talk English? Well, I mean, you you see that like the birds talking are just bird noises to humans, so he's not like speaking. English. He's still mm. speaking monkey. It's just a funny visual gag that the text was ooh ah, which I thought was funny. Do you think that's what Bevo would type into your phone? Yes. <laughs> this movie isn't about him at all. <laughs> anyway. The monkeys so crash the party yeah, and then they, they have, have this showdown. Yeah. Monkeys versus birds. And then one of the birds spits at the monkey and it made me look up whether birds can spit. And can I they? don't know if they can spit, but they do have a little bit of saliva in them. Can they, birds throw up? I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Probably, right? Yeah. Anyway, so yes, birds can spit. I, I wrote in this moment, monkeys versus birds standoff. But realistically, who would win? Monkeys, probably, right? I don't know. I don't my, know. Bird beaks are pretty harsh. Yeah. My note about this was... Imagine you're just living your life Again. and you walk by. It's your this, vacation like, in Rio yeah. de Janeiro and you've been saving up. Or maybe up. you live there. Or maybe you live there. I don't know. It's maybe a beautiful it's, place. It's a fruit market. There's a bunch of fruit crates everywhere with fruit in it and you walk by and there's just a bunch of birds and monkeys beating the shit out of you. That's other. a really good YouTube video right there. That's a TikTok that is viral. Yep. They so, really get intense, though. Yeah, so, Like, it's a big... Sh- it's, yeah. it's a throwdown. The monkeys lose pretty hard. They do. They um, they, st- they didn't stand a chance. The I birds... Don't, I don't know why they thought they stood a chance when the whole reason they were here is because one single bird threatened to kill them. Do you think... So I don't know why they thought they could fight off a whole bunch of birds. Realistically, do you think monkeys could? Could what? Fight birds and win. They would fly away realistically <laughs> if we were being realistic the birds would not be there 
Anyway, moving on. <laughs> they they find out that Louise is not at this club, and he went back his back home, and so they have to catch the next cable car to get to him. And there's this really romantic scene where they try to set the mood for Jewel and Blue to have a moment, and Blue is being really awkward and is ruining it. It's a really weird, and it felt awkward to me. Yeah. Just because it was a lot of George Lopez toucan. Yeah. Being like, you gotta like, you gotta use the, you gotta do this. You gotta, yeah. you gotta, you gotta calm down. You gotta look her in the eye and you gotta give her a compliment. Yeah. And you gotta say like, you gotta, you gotta swoon her. And it was really weird because it felt like super forced mm-hmm. in the moment to me. And yeah. it was a lot of like trying to set the mood and set mm-hmm. the tone. And Blue would do some awkward shit and he'd be like, oh no. You gotta do this. You gotta yeah. do that. And it was, I don't know. It it was strange. <laughs> it was very strange. There's also a scene where Blue's like, I feel so, like I'm sweating, and I didn't know that was biologically possible, but look, I'm sweating. And then he holds up his wing, and there's like a big sweat spot in his armpit, and I looked that up, and birds cannot sweat. So that is biologically impossible. How do bird? What do birds do when they get hot? Just uh, fall over. <laughs> Basically the same thing dogs do. They do this with like thing with their throat where they like kind of pant. It's like the bird equivalent of panting, but like I think they just breathe weird. Or they like inflate and deflate their necks or something. Hmm. Like air in their necks. Weird. And I think also like dipping their feet in water also helps with So like dogs. <laughs> birds ass and stuff. Huh. But yeah, they don't sweat. I wrote in my notes about this romantic part. Why do they want them to fuck so bad? <laughs> because they're the last two birds of a species. But, like, they're trying to save the species. The other birds, do they know that? No, but the other birds are just romantics. They see these two young birds and they're like, oh, they're in love. I can tell. This is when Jamie Foxx's bird, Nico, starts singing a beautiful romantic yeah. song. It's his Jamie Foxx song. And this is when Jules says, wow, what a beautiful sunset. (laughs) And then they set the mood by, like, Raphael the toucan flies through some cherry blossom trees to make some petals fall down and make an atmosphere. And that leads to the downfall of the scene because Blue chokes on him. And then Jewel has to do the Heimlich maneuver (laughs) on him. And they're like, oh no, it's ruined. And I I was just kind of like, honestly, that was on you guys because that wouldn't have happened if they hadn't been trying to do that. That's true. Because it was going pretty well until he accidentally inhaled that thing. So if they just took it, had not just gone that one extra step of like making the petals fall around, then maybe it would have gone okay. If you were on a first date with someone and there, were, there was a beautiful scene. You were under some cherry blossom trees, and they started falling. You were like, wow, this is really beautiful. And he accidentally swallowed one, or she, and started choking. One, do you know the Heimlich? No. And two, if you did, let's pretend you did. Mm-hmm. Would that make you not want to go on a second date with them? Oh, yeah. Really? <laughs> I, I'd be too embarrassed for them. <laughs> You'd be like, like, I can't look at you anymore, (laughs) because whenever I do, I think about your choking face. And I think about how you're probably thinking about how I'm thinking about your choking face, and neither of us want this. That's best of us for our situation. That's so sad. What if they're really cute? Well, if they're really cute, and I liked them a lot before it happened, maybe I'd still go on a date. But if it was, like, at the level that Jewel and Blue are at, no. Oh my god. (laughs) Even if you did the Samba with them? I don't know, because I don't really dance super, so. It'd be special. 
Anyway, I don't remember if there's any more scenes with Linda and Julio uh, in between them I getting don't the think so. or not. I don't think so. Okay, yeah. So then they get to Louise, who ends up being a bulldog, there's voiced a, by Tracy Morgan. There's a really cute joke that Jewel makes as they're walking into Louise's mm-hmm. house, where she's like, all right, time to get back to Tiny Soda. And Brew oh, is yeah. like, tiny, oh, like mini soda. Yeah, oh my god. That was cute. I did <laughs> It like was that. really good. But yeah, we find out Louise is a bulldog. Yeah, and um, he, he makes a lot of those weird jokes about how like, oh, I love birds, love to chase them. Yeah, he's like, do you ever... Eat them. Do you ever... You just guys, kidding. I just like chasing them. He's like, you guys are my best friends, and you are so fun, and you look so delicious. Yeah. <laughs> and he just has like this pained kind of like I love you guys and I'm not gonna eat I you I love not eating you <laughs> I never think about eating you why would I ever do that <laughs> it reminds me of zombies the girl you look delicious oh, oh I mean gorgeous yeah <laughs> yeah it is like that but honestly Rio did it first so <laughs> Zombies did not come out in 2011. Both on Disney Plus now. Yeah, both are on Disney Plus. Anyway, so um, they go through this contrived thing where they're going to cut through the chain with a giant saw, but then Louise's um, saliva makes everything slip and like it all goes to chaos. And um, they all almost die. They almost die at least three times in the process. Yeah. Like, it's just a saw that's on and, like, in a table. Yeah, it's one of those wood-cutting saws. Yeah, and they're, like, it's getting closer and closer to them. Yeah. And it's supposed to cut, like, in the middle of the chain. Yeah, but then when the chain hits it, it, like, immediately clogs it. Like, it doesn't even work. So it wouldn't have worked. Yeah, it wouldn't have worked. yeah, so then in this, um, Louise... Through a series of contrivances, Louise's drool drips onto the chain of each of their um, feet, and it makes them slip out of the chain. So they do get free of the chain. Yeah, it it worked out. Yeah. They did almost die so, yeah. in the process, but it did work out, Yeah, and it was fine. So then Jewel immediately starts flying around. They fly out of the thing without Blue, and then they're all just flying around and, this and is having when, fun. This is when she does the thing you kept quoting. <laughs> What thing? The like, I'm I'm free like a bird. Oh, Jewel, you fly, are a bird. Fly just like a bird, but you are a bird. Yeah, it's a lyric from that fucking song, which is called Hot Wings. Parentheses, I want to party is what that song oh. is called. But yeah, like Jamie Foxx's verse in that is like, I want to fly, fly just like a bird, but you are a bird. <laughs> Oh yeah, you're right. So like a thought, just like a rocket. Holy shit, you're right. I heard it in his voice when you said that just now. Yeah, so she's quoting that song, which is oh. really cute. But so they're flying around, and Blue's like, "Great, so I guess we'll go our separate ways now, because you you're free, and I can't go with you." And she's like, "Why aren't you coming with us?" And then he gets then, weird about it. Yeah, and then <laughs> they have the like the contrived third act fight where they have to get split up. Yeah, and then and, reflect yeah. on how much they want and to they, be together. They both say mean things to each other that they don't mean for no reason, and then they split off. And then, um, feel free to edit this out. There was this weird little bit where I was like, "Blue's being kind of racist." 
Because he was like, I don't even like samba. All the songs sound the same. They're like, yeah. tiko taka tiko taka And yeah, I'm like, that, yeah. um, Blue? <laughs> yeah. Like, I know you're from Minnesota, but, like, you yeah. can't just say that, man. Yeah. That, That's a little... That was a little weird. <laughs> but, yeah, everybody was, like, a affronted and Raphael goes after blue and nico and pedro go after duel um to make them make up and everything but jewel gets kidnapped by nigel again oh no, oh, no. and so is nico and pedro they are also kidnapped there was, no they weren't kidnapped they, they go back to warn they go Raphael. back to tell Raphael. Yeah. yeah um i did write a note that apparently at this point in the movie was when it solidified that um, Pedro and Nico are gay. Yeah, they did have a moment. I literally have a note that was like Jamie Foxx, Bird, and Will I Am Bird are gay around this time. So yeah. I guess whatever the heck they did was like, oh, so they are gay. So I wrote down, okay, the two birds are gay and hug and are touchy. But I don't remember like the context of what they did. That's I think they I were know. scared mm. and they like hugged each other or they made some sort of comment and I was like, oh, okay, so they're gay. Oh, okay, so they're gay. Which I will say in the second movie, they did have any love interests weird weird how that works out it's yep. almost like a yep. timon and puma situation does timon and puma have love interests no they don't right no it's almost like a timon and puma situation yeah timon and puma are very gay colored i would say and there's a big one and a small one although anyway it, yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so they end up at carnival i think i know there's a scene where Raphael encounters nigel and i have a note that i think a toucan would win against a cockatoo in a fight because i don't think a cockatoo would stand a chance against a toucan still that's fair um i don't know how they use their bills like i don't know how they use them because they eat like do they eat like fruit and i think they do eat fruit i know that they it's more of a uh show for mates mm -hmm. like the bigger and brighter your bill is. it's pretty big though yeah but it is big and mm -hmm. cockatoos are they're usually very... much smaller than nigel's yes. by the way yeah <laughs> nigel's are very big he part. is a very big bird um but yeah so they're at the carnival parade the <laughs> so the boss is like all right time to see what those two goons cooked up with their float and then there's this like beautiful float coming towards them he's like yeah nines i don't know how they did this but this is amazing but then behind that float is like a really bad band covered in like a sheet with really it's bad like, chicken costumes and yeah. paper mache and stuff and he's like Ugh. and that's their float yeah and the, it has the kid that's just like in like a, a half like he's cardboard just, like, egg. In an egg <laughs> and he's just kind of sitting in it <laughs> yeah and they're like on the roof of this van partying because the goons are really into dancing on the thing is the other, is this, because there's one, the more talkative, like, sociable mm -hmm. goon, who's, like, kind of effeminate and gay-coded yeah. also, and yeah. then there's, like, the other one. Yeah. Is he also into it? I don't remember. I was more paying attention to the effeminate one who yeah. was dancing. He was really into it, and he, he was, he really liked it. He really, yeah. So they're on the float, and then this is where <laughs> everything comes together, and, like, Tulio and Linda are also at the parade and they sneak in by dressing up as Blue Macaws. I wrote, you ever cosplay as two birds you put in a cage to fuck? <laughs> <laughs> That's literally what they did. They and then literally... they have their shoujo moment of like Linda's in like this really skimpy costume yeah. with like a bikini. Yeah. And like Tulio's like, <gasps> mm -hmm. yeah. And then they 
sneak into the carnival by acting like two weird dodos. They, like, start squawking and yeah. shit. Like, they just are freaks. They're like, they're all right, like... act natural. And then they start doing that shit. And they get, they get in, and they're in the parade now. Yeah. And Linda is, um, through a series of miscommunications and language barriers, she is ushered onto one of the floats and ends up on the top of the float, the very top. I found it is the centerpiece. really funny mm-hmm. that she tried to, um, I found it really funny that she was trying to communicate and she said in an attempt to speak the Portuguese, mm-hmm. Birdo for bird, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is like the whitest shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she is quite the Minnesotan. Yeah. Um, at some point, uh, Tulio is trying to tell her what to do because she's just kind mm-hmm. of up on the float and she's like, I don't know. And look, like people are just kind of yelling at her in Portuguese. Yeah. And he says, Ribola. I looked up what that meant. It means twerk it. <laughs> oh my God. So he was telling well, her, he like. he did tell her to shake her booty. Yeah. I, and she I, was like, We don't shake our tushies in Minnesota. <laughs> we don't shake our tushies where I'm from. But yeah, so. Also, while all this is going down, Blue is trying to get to Jewel, who is now in the really bad chicken float that the goons made. Yeah, a bunch of exotic birds are on the undercarriage of this stupid chicken float. Yeah, so he's trying to get to her, and um, all this is happening, and some of the poor people in the parade who are, like, walking, and the foot people are, like, getting (laughs) tripped, and I feel so bad for them, but they're just trying to have their parade performance, and they're, like, slipping on dog drool, there's birds stealing their skateboards, and all that stuff, but yeah, so in Which is... at this part, uh, Blue is seen by Linda, and she yells to him, he looks and he sees her, but then he makes the decision to go after Jewel instead of going through her, which is, like, a character growth moment. Yeah, it's, like, this real big ultimatum kind of moment of, like, yeah. either I can go back with Linda and be safe, or I can go save Jewel. Yeah. And I don't know what's going to happen after that, yeah. but he picks Jewel. Yeah, and then he gets caught and shoved yeah. in a cage, and sure also does. Nico, Pedro, and Raphael are all in the cages, too, because Raphael lost. And it's a really sad moment. Yeah, there's, like, a really <laughs> brutal line where it's, like, Raphael's, like, I guess I'm not gonna be home in yeah. time for dinner. He's, and like, like, sorry, Eva, I'm not gonna be home for dinner And it's, tonight. like, can you imagine if, like, they were just, like, shipped off and, like, he did just never come home? That'd be oh, so God. sad. Dude. Uh, so they end up getting put in the airplane. It looks like there's, like, no hope left for them. Yeah. And then Blue, using his big sexy bird brain, <laughs> is, like, I can open this cage. And so he frees himself and all the birds from their cages. Yeah. And they, they pile just... They all the cages in front of the cockpit door. And then they the stand at the end of, like, the opening. Yeah, the like plane's you... starting to open. They've opened the door. It's slowly, the latch is slowly And they lowering. just wait. They just wait. They, they wait for it to be fully open before any of them fly. And, it, like, they all could have been flying the second there was a sliver of space to get through. But no, they just wait, and they watch the door slowly go down until it's open, and then they fucking book it. Oh, yeah, and then Nigel breaks in, and Jewel's wing gets broken in the fight. It's pretty brutal. He, like, knocks into a cage, and it falls down on her wing, and she's like, oh, my wing! Yeah. And, uh, it's, like, broken, I think, pretty much. (laughs) And then, uh, Blue hooks him up to a fire extinguisher, tells him he's not nice or something like that. Oh, he (laughs) says, not cool, and then, like... 
releases the fire extinguisher and Nigel is like thrown into the propellers of the plane. It's really like I forgot it's what happens scene to in him. Incredibles where <laughs> where all the superheroes die from their capes except he doesn't die. He's okay. Yeah. But yeah, it 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 goes to like Nigel just hovering in midair and it shows like the the engine propeller, yeah, the propeller. of the plane just getting closer to him yeah. and it shows like his like, his face and then it just like there's cuts from bird that. feathers. Yeah. It's like you think he's dead. Yeah. In that he, moment. <laughs> he should have died, honestly. Um, but yeah, so Nigel's taken care of. I wrote the stooges jump out of the plane, apparently. Because I think the boss like takes the, the boss parachute. Takes the, the only parachute and then they jump out after him. And yeah. they grab onto him and they pants him, which yeah. is what he gets. It's I mean, what would you expect? I forgot to say that when they go to the airport um, Linda and Tulio follow them by stealing a float, and they steal that float from earlier. That was the biggest and most prettiest float, and mm-hmm. they just have no consequences for that. Mm-hmm. For just taking it and driving it off to this random airport, they that's just fine. I guess. Like I, what happens to the other people that were on it? Well, I guess they weren't on it anymore. Don't think about it. It's a kids' <laughs> movie, as people would say. Um, but yeah, Jewel so, falls out of the plane. Jewel falls out of the plane, and um, Blue goes Blue after her. Blue jumps out after her, even though he can't fly. And they're both falling, and then while they're falling, Jewel confesses, and they kiss. They have a bird kiss. Yeah, which is weird bird kiss. And it but gives him the power to. of flight. Yeah, but then in that moment, he starts flying, and it's really cute because he's like carrying her around in his little legs, and he's he's carrying her and it's really cute it's really interesting because the way that she's like bundled up Mm -hmm. the way he's carrying her reminds me of how you actually hold a bird yeah which is like you put their little head between your two fingers and Mm -hmm. then you hold their their body and the Mm -hmm. rest of it and that's kind of how he carried her yeah but it was he carries her um and he like is flying around and i remember they go over the water and it's just Mm -hmm. like a really cool little cute moment yeah, it's, it's and really then he, nice. he takes her to Tulio, who helps heal her, and there is a really cool transition of Tulio take, like, picking up Jewel, and then he turns, like, kind of around, and the camera follows him, mm-hmm. and then, like, the scene changes as he's turning to, like, a time skip where she's healed, and then it goes straight from him picking her up to her, him releasing her. In their new bird sanctuary. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really cute, and then that's the end where um she flies off and blue follows her and it's revealed that like fernando and linda and tulio are basically a family now and they and then started blue and jewel yeah. have like children they have three kids and they sing that song from the opening except this time it has the added chorus and like verses of the main characters singing from parts of it this is when we found out that leo sorry blue <laughs> That Blue was voiced by Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, and we were like, Jesse Eisenberg? (laughs) Which, like, I spent the whole movie being like, this dude sounds really familiar. But then, like, the credits came up, and it's like, oh, he's Jesse Eisenberg. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's why. Yeah, Uh, the credits roll, they do Rio, the reprise, and um, I did write down that the Jamie Foxx bird and the Will I Am bird sing the lines Beauty and Love in the lyrics. And I thought that that was beautiful. Because <laughs> they're gay. Because they're gay. Yeah. Yeah, and that was Rio. And apparently there's a Rio, too, that you're very fond of. 
So, Ryu 2 is probably a really bad movie, but I have a soft spot for it because there's bird soccer. There's bird soccer, I've heard. And, it, and they... Bruno Mars voices <laughs> a homewrecker. <laughs> is that what the second movie's about? Yes! I don't know anything about Ryu 2 other oh than there's God. bird soccer and like the there's kids are There's bird soccer, like a turf war between the bluebirds and the redbirds, which is what leads to the bird soccer, and then Bruno Mars homewrecker shows up. Wow. But yeah, so um, that's real. That's real. Um, I did write a few afterthoughts about Rio. Mm-hmm. I put weird seeing animal love stories. So it, it, I was thinking about like a lot of romantic human stories. I don't usually buy in mm-hmm. movie form because they're so condensed that it takes mm-hmm. place over like a day or two. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the time, I'm like, why does she care this much? They met like three hours ago mm-hmm. and it was really weird seeing the animal equivalent of that yeah because they fall in love like within a day yeah but it also i wonder if it's different because they're animals and so it's kind of a more primal attraction i don't know um be- it could be they are still very like they're very anthropomorphized yeah in this movie with their personalities which makes it kind of weird because like i was saying in that weird scene where Raphael was like telling him to hit on her essentially it did still feel forced in the moment yeah but it's because i forgot that there was that little moment when they were dancing and i was like he likes her yeah when did that happen (laughs) well i mean he always kind of had a crush on her because she was pretty this was the scene where it was like oh she does kind of like him she thinks he's cute yeah his own little way his nerdy little way yeah which my thing is like i feel like if you're literally chained to another person in this like life-altering event where you're literally trying to escape from something together it could lead to some pretty strong infatuation so i feel like that's viable that they were like falling for each other and then i guess they just had compatible personalities because they worked out in the end and had good training i did also write that it's not like they had much of a choice because he was she was the only option in the world well, that's true, but I mean, Rio 2 does kind of explore the, like, only option thing, or, like, how rushed the events of the first movie was, because Rio 2 is essentially about their relationship. Their marital really strife. Up. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Thoughts? I can talk about the monkeys now. Okay, tell me about the monkeys. What'd you find out about so, the monkeys? So, I... They are com- common uh, marmosets, is oh, what they are. Oh my god, that is what they are. Yeah, they're literally just common marmosets. Yeah. So, the thing that I was thinking of was, I read somewhere a long time ago that there was monkeys that will steal from tourists, yeah. and I was like, I wonder if this is what they were inspired off of. And I don't know, it probably was they, what they were inspired of, but in Bali, there's like a bunch of macaques that live there that will literally steal valuables from tourists like they know what's valuable and they know what's not valuable and they will steal valuable things and they will make you barter with them and if you do not give them food that equates to what they think the value of your thing is they won't give it back until you give them enough food it's the monkey mafia yeah like they literally know the value of items like they know what people care more about so they will accept less food for less valuable things and they will only accept like foods they really want for the more valuable things 
do you think like it's crazy did it say what kind of foods they consider more valuable um it did but i don't remember what it was because it i wonder if to them if it would also be like do they consider like organics and like fresh fruit more valuable or maybe like pizza and like some mcdonald's no i think it was foods that they like um I know that it can take up to, like, 30 minutes to gamble with them sometimes. (laughs) Just hold the taxi. I'll be right there. I'll be right there. I really need my watch back. So the article I read about it says the longest wait before an item returned was 25 minutes, including 17 minutes of negotiation. Was that just that this person's experience, or is that, like, a world record? (laughs) That was that person's experience, I think. Holy shit. (laughs) But yeah, tour guides tell you to like keep your valuables in Ziploc items in places that promote they can't get it, like strapped to your body somehow. That reminds me of like. It does not say what food they liked more. This isn't about Vivo, but it reminded me of when we went to the beautiful Austin Aquarium mm-hmm. where we met a Kinkajou. Mm-hmm. And they said, if you have literally anything on your body that can be removed, you either need to leave it in another room, or that's basically it, because they will find it. And they will steal it. They will steal it. They will go through your pockets. You cannot hide it from them. Yeah, they're going to pickpocket. They're going to pickpocket. I pick think pocket. the lemurs were, too. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, they just, monkeys like stuff, and lemurs and anything like that. They just like things. They like to take things, and apparently these monkeys like to gamble (laughs) yeah but the monkeys in the movie they don't gamble for the items they steal they just like the shiny things but like the real world monkeys that steal these things are doing it for ransom i would love to see these real world monkeys look like the monkeys in the movie where they're wearing like chains and jewelry on (laughs) just to like establish wealth like in the good old days (laughs) yeah of like listen don't fuck with us. And people would be like, oh, that's so cute. Look at the little monkey with the necklace on. And then they'd steal their fucking watch. Yeah. And you, they'd be like, haha, give it back. And then the and monkey would be, would be like, like, no, give me the food. Give me food. I'm not fucking kidding. Like, this isn't a joke. I'll give it back when you give me some food. <laughs> and this looks like a 24 karat gold watch. So you kind of know what you're yeah, like you'd just give them, give them like an apple or whatever, and they'd be like, I don't know. Like, I think this is worth at least five apples. <laughs> like, imagine just going on like a frantic search for some high quality fruit and having to explain, like, listen, I really, like, I need it now. <laughs> I don't I know how like much longer the monkey's going to be there. The monkeys, like, are notorious, and I feel like anybody who lives there would be like, oh, you got some. Do you think the monkeys, like, show up in the neighborhood and everyone just, like, runs into their houses? No, it's not like that. Or if they, they like... They just, like, they're temple monkeys at the temple. Hmm. Why are there... Oh. So they... It's specifically that, that, like, specific, like, family or whatever. Hmm. These monkeys... It's a generational thing where these monkeys have learned this, and it's, like, exclusive to this area. Which I think, in theory, other monkeys could learn this and start doing it. It's just only been observed there, as far as I know. I mean, I haven't looked any more into it. So, but yeah. So Rio, I like the movie. Are we just doing? I had I had stuff I can talk about. Oh, I know. Okay. 
so I did a little bit of research as well because I was looking into the blue macaws or the spixes macaws, s p i x apostrophe s's macaws. Yeah. Um, like you said, they were officially extinct in the wild, apparently as of the year like two thousand. Yeah. <laughs> um. But they did remain in conservation breeding programs. Mm -hmm. Um, I think in 2011, was it 2011? It was somewhere in the 2000s. They did find, like, other birds in, I guess, captivity? Like I said, they found Elvis. There's currently 160, roughly, in captivity today. Yeah, so they do have some more that, they're not extinct. Like, there are still some. But um, they're all um, in captivity. They're not in the wild anymore. And I know as of March 2020, so last year, um, there was 52 Spixes macaws that were being bred in captivity and were going to start being integrated back into the wild. Mm-hmm. I wasn't able to find anything about what happened since COVID hit, mm-hmm. like what the plan was, because their plan was to take them from the place that they were. Um, they are originally being kept in a... It's the ACTP, the German-based Association for Conservation of Threatened Parrots, Mm -hmm. which is one of the, like, they have one of the biggest collections of, like, exotic birds. Mm -hmm. And they were going to give them to the Brazil government, where they were going to build kind of a conservation area for them to adapt to. They are going to give them to the Brazilian government, where they have kind of a rehabilitation program for um specifically spixes macaws and other exotic birds because there's so much deforestation and everything going on there there's a lot of birds going extinct and being very endangered there um so they do have kind of conservation laws and they were going to send them to the brazilian government where they would create kind of a conservatory and then slowly start integrating them into the wild I don't know, like I said, what happened since COVID hit. Um, yeah. Apparently, also, in 1957, there were some Africanized honeybees that escaped from a research facility in Brazil mm-hmm. and spread to the point of affecting the macaw population. Oh, my God. Now, at first, I thought they were attacking them. Because <laughs> oh. I was like, what the hell does that mean? And then I found out, well, I, I was like, what does that mean? Because it also said they were reportedly really aggressive mm-hmm. and readily stung both humans and animals. Yeah, that was like a big scare, I remember, at some point in America. Yeah. That these African bees came and they were like really dangerous and like, it was like, they will follow you for miles. <laughs> really? Yeah. And like, they also like, if you, because normally to escape bees, you can like jump in water or something. Is that, that real? That doesn't work. Like with those bees? With or... those bees, they will wait above water for you to come back Oh, up. those ones. Yeah. Yeah. Does that work with the wasps? Uh, I don't know. But no. like, yeah, like these bees will... I just remember hearing about these bees and like I, as a child, I would just sit there and come up with like what I do. My and action like, plan. I'd have, to, <laughs> I'd have to find the nearest building and I'd have to run into them like fucking Animal Crossing. Do you think smoke still works for them? Because it like makes bees drowsy, I think. I don't know. It like... I don't know i don't know but anyway what did they do to the birds um so the real problem was that they built their nests in tree cavities which meant there were kind of competition for Mm -hmm. the birds um as well as they probably were attacking some birds because they were quite aggressive but um the whole time 
like throughout the lifespan of the Spix's macaws, mm-hmm. like from being discovered up to now, like they were kind of always being threatened by poachers the whole time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like there was never a point in time that there was like an abundance of them mm-hmm. throughout the whole time of their known existence. They've always been kind of threatened. They've That's so sad. it is yeah. There was a lot of. Like, they never quite knew how many there were because it was so sparse whenever they'd find them in areas. They'd always be surprised to find more. Yeah. Um, and now they're just not in the wild. And That's really interesting because that's kind of like what 302 is like. Is really? They find, like, well, they don't. The blue and jewel find, like, just this oasis of blue macaws that, like, were previously undiscovered. Mm. And, like, remain undiscovered because they have proven noble intelligence birds or, like, do not go anywhere near humans. We do not fuck with humans here. Is it, like, How to Train Your Dragon 2, where there's just, like, a secret dragon den? Yeah, there's, like, a secret blue macaw area. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, we'll watch Rio 2 one day and we'll talk about it. Yeah, but that is really interesting to know what they explore in a sequel to Rio. Mm -hmm. Because that... When did Rio 2 come out? Was it like... I don't know. I, I feel like it couldn't have been that much longer after. Because... I don't know. I, I guess, like I said, the blue macaws... 2014. Okay. So it's not like super later. No. But, like I said, blue macaws were always like kind of being threatened mm. the whole time. So yeah. I guess it makes sense for them to kind of go on with like, hey, they're yeah. still kind of endangered. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know how much they play into the endangered part of it in the second movie they kind yeah they do but like it is still a movie about like a secret grove of blue macaws which is do you think they're still endangered but do you think that's plausible um probably i mean there's a lot of like places that we haven't gotten to and explored and ruined yet so haven't gotten deep enough in the ocean yeah i mean i don't know if there's any forest areas anymore that like haven't been explored yeah that haven't been painted and like yeah but i mean feasibly there could be some sort of like grove of like some animal species that we think is really endangered or could find out that these blue macaws have secretly been adapting to their environment and no longer look as they once did evolution at its finest i don't know maybe they are now lizards (laughs) and that's why we can't find them they're lizards now Evolution doesn't work that fast. I think it's been at least, I don't even know if it's been a hundred (laughs) years. I honestly don't have time for tangents like this. This is going on really long. Okay. We need to talk about what we like and didn't like about the movie. Rio. I wanted to clap, but that might be loud. Rio. Okay. Did you like it? I did like it. I literally said earlier that I like this movie. (laughs) I I mean, it has its flaws, but altogether, I do like it. What did you like about Rio? I mean, the music is pretty good, I think. I still enjoy all these songs. Like, in Hot Wings, I Want a Party was stuck in my head for, like, three days after we watched it. (laughs) It was a pretty... It was a jam. Yeah. A banger, as the kids say. A banger. Um, I liked it. I liked... I guess I liked... Oh, you know what is good about Rio, too, though? What? Nigel has a better song. He has a banger cover of Survivor in Rio 2. It's like the best song in the entire franchise. Survivor? 
Yeah. Oh, I will survive myself. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, I like the music. The animation of the birds still holds up pretty well. Yeah, the it's... humans are kind of debatable, but <laughs> the birds are really good. And you can tell they took a lot of time to really study how, like, birds, especially, like, cat, like, flightless captivity birds, or, like, parrots that can't fly, like, how they move around, because the animation of Blue Carmen birds was always really good. I will say there's also, like, domesticated birds, you can clip their wings mm-hmm. so that they aren't able to yeah, fly too much. Yeah, that's what I meant. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I have trouble organizing my thoughts sometimes. Um, but yeah, it, I think it was really accurate. I liked a lot of his mannerisms mm-hmm. and a lot of, like, the way they walk, their cute yeah. little bird waddle, and, like... You could tell they really studied birds a lot for, yeah. when they animated this movie. And there was a good amount of different kinds of birds when it yeah. was going through, like, the Rio montage yeah. of all the different birds. There was a good, colorful assortment of different yeah. kinds of birds. which, I mean, like, the macaws, for the most part, all kind of look the same different colors, and, like, those little round birds all kind of look the same different colors, but, like, there's still a good assortment of them. Yeah, it wasn't just, like, the macaws yeah. and then, like, some It wasn't, birds. like, Zootopia, where literally all the <laughs> background characters were copy-pasted. Like, they... I mean, some were, but a lot were just, like, color different. And yeah. It was different enough that it wasn't as noticeable. It was pretty cool. I did like a lot of the care that they put into the birds, as well as the songs, like you said. Yeah. Um, I didn't care much for the weird romance with Tulio and Linda. Yeah, that was kind of weird. I didn't care much for the weird romance between Blue and Jewel, either. But I feel like, I guess it was kind of necessary to have them... I fucked with that relationship. Well... I don't know. I feel like, to me... If I was blue, I would also fall for Anne Hathaway Bird, to be fair. I think anyone would. Yeah. She is a girl boss. Yeah. And that kind of energy is very attractive, I think. Yeah. Especially in bird form. She's also very pretty. I like her design a lot. She is really pretty. I w- expected her to just look like blue. With eyelashes. With eyelashes. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've gotten very used but to she, Ice Age. She does look like female version of blue kind of but like it's also kind of different she doesn't have eyelashes she does have eyelashes does she (laughs) fuck birds don't birds don't no (laughs) she does she has mascara huh who put that on she wakes up every morning and puts on her bird mascara sometimes wake up it's flawless (laughs) what didn't you like about rio um i feel like it is very dated with its humor I feel like some of the jokes were funny, but a lot of it was like, haha, look at these stupid people, or haha, look at these people who are acting really effeminate when mm-hmm. they're like an oversized man. That was, was the humor. Essentially, yeah. Because, like, the time. it was essentially the effeminate men were like. They were all overweight. Overweight men just like living their life. Yeah, like, just like they're just having it. a good time, but you can tell they don't mean it as like a happy thing. They mean it as like, look at these bozos yeah it's like laughing at them yeah it's like at them yeah um which is unfortunate because i feel like it could have been really cool because the scene of carnival is like a celebration of a bunch of different kind of people Mm -hmm. in costume just having a good time like they were totally it wasn't like they were dancing out of nowhere just being a fool they were dancing with everyone else like just getting it because it's fucking carnival yeah but instead they're like haha he's a big man being like fancy effeminate effeminate and And it's like like saying things like oh no yeah like what's happening he 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 gagged me 
which I would also like what the fuck was that <laughs> I don't know it I feel like yeah it is a, a common thread in like children's media I've mm-hmm. seen of like cheap jokes yeah like lowbrow it, humor it did have a lot of lowbrow humor um, I think the only humor I really appreciated was the tiny soda <laughs> and like as silly as like the like as weird as the bulldog's humor was I did like it yeah I think if they had done it a little bit better, it would have been really funny. And, like, as it is now, it's just really amusing. (laughs) But, like, if they'd kind of played more into it while also, like, backing off of the real cheap aspect of the joke, it could have been really good. Yeah. I feel like what could have been improved was the humor, because a lot of it was the cheap kitty movie like lowbrow humor mm-hmm. just because you need to have a funny thing happen to keep yeah. their attention um it was a cute story i mean I don't, yeah i i think if i was making the movie real there would be a lot different but like for what it is it's a, a cute movie. i think it it definitely isn't bad no it's not a bad movie and yeah. i think it does hold up with time yeah. It's one of those movies that you watch as a kid and you remember fondly, and if you rewatch it, it's still pretty, it's pretty yeah. alright. It's, it's not a bad movie. what I did, even though I was probably in, like, high school. It's no hoodwinked, you know? I was in high school in, 2000, in 2011, and I did watch it, and oh I did enjoy yeah. it like a child. Yeah. And then you watched it ten years later. Yep. And I still and enjoyed it, still like enjoyed a child. It. Like a child. <laughs> Just with a little bit more critical thinking. A little bit. Yeah, you were able to watch it and be like, that was a stupid joke. That's not funny. But at the t- same time, I am like, Jamie Foxx did kind of make a different joke. I mean, that's not... That's... And that part wasn't played like a joke, but no. I don't think they knew what they were doing. No. I think it's one of those things that it's like, you could read it as gay, and the person making it didn't realize until later. They broke. like, I guess that you could say that maybe they're like uh they're like the timon and pumbaa of it yeah which i guess people just didn't want to call gay no but they really are like they raise a kid together yeah (laughs) yeah do you have any more comments about like the dislikes on the movie uh i don't know i feel like it's it's pretty straightforward like it's an all right movie it has some cute moments. Yeah. Um, it's very colorful. I like yeah, that. It is a very colorful movie. It had a lot of nice, it's like, scenic very... backgrounds. Yeah. And, like, it, I think, really played up how beautiful Brazil is. And, mm-hmm. like, how pretty Rio de Janeiro can be. Yeah. As well as that sick 360 of Jesus. Yeah. Which is, like, the Rio de Janeiro thing. Yeah. So they squeezed it in there somehow. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, like, I don't know. It's a cute little movie. It's one of the better kids movies i've revisited from my childhood (laughs) and that still holds up yeah overall i i think it's pretty all right do you want to rate it arbitrarily yeah how many birds would you rate it (laughs) seven out of ten seven out of ten i'd say that's fair yeah i feel like six is a bit harsh yeah six is too harsh and eight is given it a bit much it's a bit generous i'd say about seven seven birds out of ten i'd say emotional nostalgia value i'd give it an eight but like realistically it's a seven nostalgia value i give it a two because <laughs> i didn't see it as a well two. i'm not talking about you for nostalgia value for me i really mean emotional joy <laughs> emotional does this emit joy from me 
Yes, it's, it's, it's an, an eight. It's an eight out of ten <laughs> of joy for me. Would that? you watch it again? Probably. I mean, sometimes. Not I've now. Been, I'm, I'm big on rewatching movies That's all true. the time. Like, the movies I like, I've usually seen them multiple times. Like, yeah. I don't like watching new things. I like watching things that I've already seen before. So a lot of this podcast will probably be us watching things that, that I have seen before. There's some things I've seen a lot, but I'm not a big movie watcher. So it'll, mm-hmm. like you said, probably be more of what you've seen before. What are we doing next? Labyrinth. We're doing Labyrinth next. Yes, which you've seen a few times. I've seen it at least like three times. Yeah, I've seen it at least twice. Coming I believe. from a household that owned like two or three copies of it. I We owned a lot of The Labyrinth. That doesn't mean I watched it that much. Yeah. But we did own a lot of The Labyrinth. That's what we're doing next. Um, you've been on a big Labyrinth kick recently. Yeah, I like listening to the music. So that's what we're, we're going to dive into. Um, we don't have an outro set. No. Thank you for listening. Um, Thank you for listening. Um, again, my Twitter, if you sat through all this and you like me enough, is Dongo Fox, D O N G O F O X. And mine is Monkey X Chi, M O N K Y X C H I I. I don't know where we're going to be uploading this. Probably yet. to everywhere podcast happens. Everywhere you get podcasts is where we hopefully, will have it. Hopefully. hopefully. <laughs> I mean, I haven't really looked too into It's a work in progress. Yet, we were just excited to record the first episode. But this is episode one. Um, hope it was entertaining. We do hope to see you again in the labyrinth coming yeah. up. We're very excited about it. Very excited to be watching things and able to talk about it because we already did this and now you get to listen to us, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and we will not have a consistent upload schedule because this is just for fun. Yeah. In um, our free time, we both have full-time jobs. But until we see you next time, um, bark bark. <laughs> <laughs>